Maybe you've tried to share your faith with a loved one or friend who is a Jehovah's Witness, but don't understand their teachings and beliefs. They believe themselves to be Christian, but actually proclaim a false Christ and a false gospel. How can we learn to respond in love and share the truth of God's word with them? Stay tuned today as we talk about this topic. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Uh, I'm going to be sharing information, as I mentioned, about responding and witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses today. I've done a lot of those kind of programs, and I'm going to be mentioning throughout the program various resources that you can connect to through our ministry, through the Internet. So some of the things that I've talked about in the past, I'm going to skip over and just mention where you can find information. Uh, And I only have a few minutes the, the most important thing I want to share with Christians is that Jehovah's Witnesses share a false Christ and a false gospel. And in my book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, toward the end of the book, I have a whole list of Bible passages that talk about defending the gospel against corruption, and they talk about false Christ and false gospels. So I'm just going to read through some of those as I begin because so often I don't have time to do those things. All Scripture is inspired by God and useful for correction from 2 Timothy 3.16. Matthew 7.15 says, Beware of false prophets. And by the way, Jesus is the one that said that. Matthew 24.24 tells us that false prophets will arise and that we should not be misled. Acts 20.28 says, Be on guard for yourself and all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood from Acts 20.28. Acts 20.29 says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples. Be on the alert. Second Corinthians says, if one comes and preaches another Jesus, another gospel, or a different spirit, you bear this beautifully. And they're telling the Christians not to bear this beautifully, to be aware of the fact that there are false Christ and false gospels. In Second Corinthians 11, it says, for such men are false apostles deceitful workers disguising themselves as an apostle of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Galatians 1.6 says, I am astounded that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. And Ephesians four fourteen, We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, 
by craftiness and its deceitful scheming, and the list goes on. I have another whole page of verses. I'm not going to read all of them, but Second uh, Timothy 3 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And Jude 22 says, Have mercy on some, save others by snatching them out of the fire. So the first and most important thing I want Christians to know is that Jehovah's Witnesses teach a false Christ and a false gospel, and that God's Word talks a lot about false Christ and false gospels. Now I want to just share a few of the thousands of stories of the people we serve through our ministry. Um, God led me to witness to a Jehovah's Witness for the first time in 1981, And that is the roots of Family Shield Ministries here in 2016. Since then, I've shared my faith with hundreds of active Jehovah's Witnesses, many ex-witnesses, and thousands of family members and friends. Uh, Just a few of the stories that came to my mind as I thought about doing the program this week. A few years ago, I was in Houston visiting my daughter and uh, grandchildren, and my daughter came in and she said, Mom, there's two Jehovah's Witnesses at the door. I want you to, why don't you go talk to them? So I went uh, and spent a few minutes sharing my faith in Christ with these two men. My grandson at the time, Seth, was just between four and five years old, and he decided to hang in the hall right where I was speaking to those two men. And at the time, I saw him in the corner of my eye, and I thought, oh, he's going to interrupt me. He's just so little. But he didn't, he was very quiet. Afterwards, I found out he told his mama that he was praying for me (laughs) as I spoke with those two men. But he also told his mama, Mama, they're not listening to Grandma. Because, of course, as you talk with Jehovah's Witnesses, if you're a Christian, sometimes you get into a debate. It wasn't an argument, but we were definitely debating. And he didn't like it that they weren't listening to me. They had certainly had the right not to. Uh, But it was an interesting conversation. But I just remember that because... Seth, at four or five years old, knew that he should be praying for me as I shared my faith with those two men. Um, I have a couple articles on my website. I'm just going to mention them. A Divine Appointment with Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, which is on our website under Witnessing Articles. And it's the time when I was traveling to Rolla, Missouri to do a a presentation on lifestyle witnessing, not counter-cult ministry. Uh, And I stopped at a rest stop, and there were two Jehovah's Witnesses handing out resources. Luckily, I I tend to be early when I'm speaking. I had given myself an extra 45 minutes because sometimes I get lost. And so I knew I had a little bit of time. So the woman uh, came up to me, and, and I visited with her for a little bit of time and then later wrote an article about that. And it's called A Divine Appointment with a Jehovah's Witness. The article is on my website. Another article that's on my website, the same place, is Jehovah's Witnesses Skipped My Home Again. And uh, it was, my home has been marked for probably over 30 years where Jehovah's Witnesses will skip my home unless they accidentally make a mistake and don't check their records. Because I've lived in the same house since a year after I got married and before I even had any of our children. Um, But that article was just... There were witnesses outside, and I was praying for them to come to the door, but they skipped my home again. And just a little bit more information about um, that story is in that article. 
I went. I I interviewed Wayne uh, some years ago. He was a disfellowshipped Jehovah's Witness, and the reason he was disfellowshipped was because he disagreed with the Watchtower Society's ban on blood transfusions. Did you know that over a thousand Jehovah's Witnesses die each year because they refuse blood transfusions, not only for themselves but for their children, who are also sometimes dying? During that interview uh, with me, he said. Kay, when I tried to witness to my wife why I disagreed with the Watchtower Society about blood transfusions, she put her hands over her ears and ran out of the room. Later, the elders encouraged her to obtain a separation. Today, we're divorced, he shared. It's a fact. Cults divide families. I can share so many stories of that. I just picked a couple today. Sue is one of our countercult ministry volunteers, and uh, her son is a Mormon. And uh, we've been praying for Sue because her son threatened to not allow her to see her three young grandchildren because she was going to be a speaker at a Lutheran women's conference. And he somehow found out about it, was so upset with her. And I just, we prayed for her, obviously, because she decided to go ahead and do it, even though it might mean she might not be able to see her children and grandchildren. It's a sad situation, but that happens a lot. On the back of our countercult ministry book, I have a story about Elizabeth, same, similar kind of story. She called us after a radio program and cried as she told me that her son, who was a Jehovah's Witness, her daughter-in-law and her three grandchildren were not allowed to talk to her. And when I asked why, it was because she wouldn't become a Jehovah's Witness like they were. Uh, we ministered to her for some time, found a volunteer that could call her, and uh, helped her get connected to a local congregation. But we hear those kind of stories a lot, and they're sad I have lots more stories, but I'm going to go ahead and move forward, and maybe at the end I'll have a little more time for a few other stories. Um, Another point that's very important is that as you talk with Jehovah's Witnesses, there will be communication difficulties. Um, They teach and use the same terms that we use in the Christian church, but the terms don't mean the same thing. So in my book, again, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, we're going to give this book, we're going to mail this book to anyone that gives a donation of any amount, uh, and I'll give the information about where to send that uh, donation or how you can do that through the website in a little bit. Uh, But in my book, I have just one short page of Jehovah's Witnesses Deny. They are called a religion of denial. They deny Jesus' deity. That means he is not just a man, he is also true God, the personage of the Holy Spirit. They deny the Trinity. They deny the second coming of Christ. They deny the existence of hell. They deny the oneness of the body of Christ and that Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection are sufficient for all men. According to them, it's only for certain people. And they deny that the soul lives on after death. So the difficulty with communication is you have to define terms. And I use an illustration when I'm teaching uh, just to give you an idea of how different it is. So I have sat down in many Jehovah's Witnesses' homes, 
and they might offer me a cup of coffee. And I say, sure, I'd love a cup of coffee. But then they come in a minute later from the kitchen and hand me a cookie. And I'll say, well, this isn't a cup of coffee. This is a cookie. And they'll say, oh, no, no, that, that's a cup of coffee. That's how different the terminology is. So, yes, they'll say, we believe in Jesus just like you do. But as I said at the very beginning of the program, the Jesus they believe in is not the Jesus that we believe in, nor is it the Jesus that the Bible teaches about. So just be sure that you understand you need to define terms. And so it takes longer to talk to them to make sure you understand all of that. Um, another point that I'm taking, going to take right out of uh, my book is uh, how to witness with love and the gospel. And I'm going to skip over some of these because they're already available uh, through a presentation I did for Mission U. And uh, I'm going to, again, tell you where you can find that. It's a video of me. It's an hour-long presentation on this same topic. So some of these topics that we've already addressed in that uh, video, I will not talk about today, but I'll reference how you can find that, how you can watch that on the internet. There's no cost to it. But the most important thing is that we keep the message centered on Jesus Christ. Uh, And I've already said it, but they preach a counterfeit Christ. And uh, we understand Jesus is both true God and true man, and we need to understand that. Uh, We reach people through our attitudes, actions, and words of love. And so I I say in this uh, chapter, we can witness with love and the gospel. Um, love edifies, love is kind, we pursue love, the fruit of the Spirit is love, speaking the truth in love, for love is of God, we love one another. We can actually reach people by showing love and concern to them. We also share the gospel, and uh, the gospel is what transforms lives. Um, We share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, that he suffered and died for our sins, and that uh, we are forgiven when we have faith in him. I also talk, and I've added this to my outline, that uh, I have found it very difficult to talk to Jehovah's Witnesses about sin. Now, they're great at pointing their finger at others that are sinning, but it's a little more difficult to get them to see that they are sinners. Um, and, and so I just mentioned that because I had several pastors say, hey, you don't really talk a lot about sin in your book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses. And I went back and looked and I realized I didn't. And I need to touch and talk a little bit about the fact that I tend to, when I'm teaching and when I'm witnessing to people, use myself as an example uh, I can sin when I'm sitting in church because I'm not listening to the sermon. I'm I'm thinking about things that I'm going to serve for lunch that day. But with Jehovah's Witnesses, that doesn't always work because we really, the only way you can understand that you really need a Savior is when you understand that you're a sinner. And the reason you need a Savior is because you can't save yourself. So again, I just share that. Uh, to be concerned about that and, and to make sure that uh, as you talk to them, you don't just talk about your sin and let them point the finger at everybody else that's sinning, but help them see that they are 
in need of a Savior. They are not perfect. You can share your personal testimony. And um, that's a great way to uh, talk more with a Jehovah's Witness because, real honestly, when you're talking about what God has done for you, they cannot debate it or argue with you. So um, I, I encourage you to do that. I also tell uh, uh, people not to argue or lose control of your emotions. And I know how very difficult that is. It's so easy to lose our control of our emotions when we're talking to a Jehovah's Witness or anybody that doesn't agree with us. Pray that God would give you the ability to do that. And then we need to pray. There's nothing more powerful than prayer. Um, I was As I was going through the book, I saw a story that I, I wrote in it, and I want to just read it, about Mark, who was a farmer Jehovah's Witness. And he testified about the power of prayer at a conference that I went to. When Mark originally came to know Christ, he tried to explain to his younger brother, Anthony, why he was leaving the Watchtower Society. Anthony's heart was hardened against him. But even after leaving, Mark prayed daily for his brother. Desperate, after years of faithful prayer, he cried out, God, is it useless? Is his heart so hardened that even you can't soften it? Should I stop praying? Just a few days later, Mark received a long-distance call from his brother, Anthony. He said, Mark, can you forgive me? I think I've finally grown up. I realize you can't be as evil as those within the Watchtower Society continue to tell us that you are. Will you tell me why you left? I want to know the truth. We encourage those that we serve, family members and loved ones of Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, to pray, to learn how powerful prayer is because God answers prayer. And um, I'm going to skip over a couple things that are in my outline that I'm going to be talking about in just a few minutes. Know and understand their basic teaching and how they differ from Christian beliefs. Point out that they are using an unrecognized version of the Bible. Know and use your Bible to win them. And that you don't get caught up in minor doctrines and forget the importance of what you want to share about major doctrines. But I do want to continue talking about uh, the fact that uh, they are taught special techniques to control a conversation. Jumping from one verse to a completely different subject is a technique Jehovah's Witnesses use when you show them a verse contrary to what the Watchtower Society teaches. So make conversation a two-way street. Agree on a subject to discuss and continue to go back to it when they get off the subject. Um, and um, ask them to set aside Watchtower publications and study the Bible alone. That's so important. View them as people Christ died for. Sometimes people just are angry at the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're, they're just, they just have been uh, taught things that are untrue, and we need to lovingly share Christ with them. I want to talk now a little bit about resources that will help you grow. And again, I mentioned once my book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses. We'll send that to anyone that sends a donation of any amount. And you can send that donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Or you can pay online on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Either way is fine. Any amount is great. And we will send that book 
along with some of the tracks that we purchase and give away to anyone who gives a donation of any amount. And I mentioned this presentation. Uh, a couple years ago, I did a Mission U presentation, and it is on our website under Outreach. It, it is an hour-long presentation on how to respond and witness to Jehovah's Witnesses, which with a lot of the details that I've skipped today. Um, some of those details are in other radio programs that we've done in the past. But there's so many issues that need to be addressed. So you can find that on our website, no cost. It's a visual, it's a video and audio, and it's an hour. You can listen to it or come back to it later. And the other thing you can find on our website is our recommended links. Uh, we have lots of different categories, 11 different categories. One of them is apologetics. Under that category, you'll find many other organizations that have great resources on witnessing to Mormons and witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. So I just encourage you to check that out on our website. And uh, uh, check out, also let us know, let, I want to let you know that we have an archive page with past radio programs, and we have our Facebook uh, page, so you can connect with us in several ways. Um, I want to mention our email address as well, because we actually have gathered a list of about 10 radio programs on witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses and another one on witnessing to Mormons. And all you have to do is email us. We can send that. We don't need your full address for that. We just need your email address, witness to family at gmail.com. Just let us know that you want to listen to those programs. And you can find those programs on our archive page, but you have to search for them. This way they're all put in one location. So, um, I, I uh, want to share a little bit more. I have one, one more story I want to share and then a few Bible verses related to um, uh, the, the topic of witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I thought of this story as I was preparing the program. Some years ago, I uh, did a presentation at a uh, Witnesses for Jesus convention and uh I did, I think it was a two-hour presentation, and afterwards I had a woman come up to me that told me she was getting ready to leave the Watchtower Society. She had heard about the conference and decided to come. She went on to tell me that her teenage daughter had turned her in to the Jehovah's Witness elders because they saw her reading these resources about the conference and learned she was going to attend. Obviously, she didn't think her teenagers were going to turn her in. That's a big deal to be turned in to elders as a Jehovah's Witness. But she came anyway, standing up for what she wanted to find out and learn. And soon afterwards, she was disfellowshipped. And I wish I had more time to talk about how difficult it is for a Jehovah's Witness that is disfellowshipped. Because when they're disfellowshipped, no one in their kingdom hall, that's like a congregation, can talk to them, literally won't talk to them. And even the family members are not supposed to, but a lot of times they still do. So I have a whole list of Bible verses that I share in my seminar, usually just make it an attachment. And I just want to share a couple more. We talked about the fact that they're false prophets. And God's word in Deuteronomy 18, 18 to 22, 
tells us how to discern a true prophet from a false prophet. And he says, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not come about or come true, that is the thing which he, he, the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You should not be afraid of him. And it goes on to talk about the fact that a prophet of God speaks for God, but has to be 100% correct, never wrong. Now, I have a whole list of tracks about the false prophecies of the Watchtower Society and many other tracks as well. Um, but First uh, Peter 3 says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So it's so important for us to be able to speak to the Jehovah's Witnesses that we meet, especially family members and friends and loved ones, neighbors, those that we build a relationship with. Um, It's so important that we do that, but we do it with patience and gentleness. And that we remember that uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 7, talks about this is the gospel, that Christ died for our sins, was buried, he arose, and appeared to the apostles and to 500 believers at once. And last of all, he appeared to me. And that is uh, the Apostle Paul speaking. Remember earlier, I talked about the verse that said, if somebody comes and preaches something different to you than what I preached, beware. And and that is a great verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 7, that kind of talks about all the different aspects of what the gospel is and who Jesus Christ is. So we want you to pray for one another and encourage one another in the faith. And remember, too, to pray for us, Family Shield Ministries. We, we covet your prayers. We hope that you will let us know you're listening. And if you're interested in the book, Mission Field on Our Doorstep, Jehovah's Witnesses, just uh, send us a gift of any amount. We'll send it out to you along with the tracks that we uh, give away. And I hope that you've learned a little bit about witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. Even as you learn about that, you learn about sharing your faith with others in your community. But first and foremost, go into the home to share Christ with those in your home. Um, again, uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield and... Um, just a couple more of those Bible uh, verses that I was reading as we got started. Um, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. So we use scripture to correct people when they're wrong. But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is, is a matter of one's own interpretation. And again, uh, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything, they may say it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. So again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. I'll learn more on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.